Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Oh, films are good, aren't they? Welcome to the IGN UK podcast, the Alternative Movie Awards for 2023. We don't, you know, we don't take notice of those big awards. We don't care what the best film is. We care what the best actor is. I mean, we Why very do much do, do cover the Oscars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, on site we do. On this podcast, we're just... We, we like to come out of our own awards, our own nonsense awards. You're not going to get, you know, the best film here and give it to Killers of the Flower Moon, although that is the best film of the year. I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, know? I mean, mm. I suppose, like, if, there's, if you want to see what the best films of the year, the best games or whatever, there's a million outlets on the exactly. internet that are doing Including it. Including IGN.com. Yeah, and that, that which is probably the one you should go to. Yeah. But let's just... It's, it's time to talk about the things that people are not talking yeah. about. And, you know, it's a chance also, I like to take this time of the year to kind of talk about maybe some films didn't talk about in the podcast when they came no. out and like checked out at a later date and want to shout out, you know? I mean, and do you know what? The good thing about these awards, they don't all need to be positive awards either. You, it's your chance to slag something off if you want, which I'm sure you, Jesse and Dale, will take advantage oh, of. I've, yeah. I've got one film and that's that's really it. In You've got one of, film award. That's no, one, one okay. film that I despise. And now I'm going to... But your okay. award is negative then? Yes. So I've got two, uh, I suppose, largely negative awards. And one of them is like, I don't even know if it's positive. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got two positive and one negative. So I've, is, I've kind of... This is just I how think I that reflects us. I'm, I'm a more positive person when it comes to to art. <laughs> but there we go. Mm. Uh, we've got... Yeah. So we've got three awards each and some of us have got runners up to those awards. Sometimes. I would say that... This has happened in the past. Matt Perslow did it last year. So, and also all these are like, water, you go back and listen about, to old episodes? No, I just, I just, I just, I just <laughs> remember what he spoke about, but also specifically yeah. like my awards are tailored to these films. I could not think of other uh, examples. Mate, my awards are tailored to yeah, the films. Yeah, I, I, I still managed to think of runners. That's fine. That's you. This I had you'll one, see how clever I've been. You know there's so okay. much. There was one film I wanted to shout because I think it's incredible, but I couldn't give it awards. So I couldn't think of some runners up and that would fit in a wool category that's, see, that, that's how me and you are very not aligned when it comes <laughs> to how we come up with these awards I don't think of I want to shout out this film it's incredible how do I retroactively fit an yeah, award yeah. I think of what was something funny I saw in a film this yeah. year how do I somehow <laughs> make this into an award uh, I'm going to shout out now because if people haven't seen May December it's a phenomenal film um, I think anyway Todd Haynes it's later film if you've We're enjoyed Carol this sort of shit it's just if, you want, if you want perhaps the best acted film of the year, check out May, December. Uh, but there you go. Um, yeah. But anyway, let's go to the more nonsense awards, shall yeah. we? Um, no, no, I, honestly, I just want to interrupt and say it. No exaggeration. This is like one of my favorite podcasts to do every yeah. year. Just because it's like, it's off script, isn't it? It's, even <laughs> though it's very much scripted. <laughs> you know There's been so many good films and TV shows this year. We decided to split them out this year. So mm. I think we'll go... I think the plan is movies this week, then next week game awards, then the, I think week after that we'll do TV. So I think that's the plan. They may switch around. I don't know. We haven't recorded them yet. But they bet on the games award. Like I have no yeah. say in what those awards are, but if they don't do best blue character, I'm going to be fuming because <laughs> I've already gave them that gold. And if they ignore it. There's about it, 24 blue characters. Exactly. That's why it's such a competitive award. Exactly. Um, we will win, obviously. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who knows? Um, anyway, Alpha Awards. Do you know what, Dal? We'll start with you. 
Obviously, take that swig of Coca-Cola. Sorry, yeah, I didn't expect you to come straight to me. No, I'm doing right. it. What's your first one? Oh, so I've got, th- obviously I've got three and I don't know, <laughs> they're not in an order and I don't know which one to choose oh. first. Mm-hmm. You haven't even got the, like the award winner for the particular category yet. Yeah. Oh no, because I thought- which award to go with first. Yeah, I'm picking I, which award I, I, to I go misunderstood. Yeah, I yeah. misunderstood. I thought it was really on the fly. Hmm. Oh, and we haven't actually really revealed these awards. We should know to each other here. So yeah. if there's overlap, we apologize, but that's just how it's going to be. So, okay, I'm going to start with one that we were kind of talking about early, Cardi, to sort of get the mm. anticipation for you, just <laughs> for you out of the way. Okay. Which is, and my award title is using an 80s banger, <laughs> <laughs> using an 80s banger scene to make you feel like a film is a bit better than it actually is, okay. maybe. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I unknowingly <laughs> tweeted about this a couple of days ago without, without knowing this was your award. So yeah, you so um, let's do a couple of runners up first. The one that I could guess these already, well, but yeah, the runner-up. It's about what the first one is Air. Yeah, right. So the film should win. <laughs> the film about um, Michael Jordan signing the deal with Nike who make the Air. It's Jordans. an okay film. I thought it's okay. I was, I was going to say like that doesn't really sound it's like free, much of a pivotal thing the, for me to have a film does for. Social network sound like that on paper. No, but that that seems like a bigger, more I mean, encompassing thing. Like I, it I changed know. sports marketing forever. I mean, if you, you probably don't know the full story of that. Nike were like nothing at that point. They were a very small time name in the sports brand. Relatively, yeah. I yeah. wasn't, I wasn't aware of that, but it's sort of like similar, like to the Blackberry film where I, well, just I because, just because I knew, like I used yeah. Blackberries as Isn't a kid. Isn't Glenn Harrington in that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's perfect. He's playing like the same dickhead, like Dennis, yeah. but I just didn't realize that. No, I always thought, assumed that Nike were just like this massive no, giant. Like Air Jordan like changed, yes. Yeah, they were branding, quite, marketing, like sports deals for players. Okay. Like, they were quite, it's a big uh, event. But I will say the film kind of does try and drag that out for two hours where really it is just Matt Damon having meetings with people for two yeah. hours. I mean, I think I think it was okay, but I can't ever see myself going and watching it again. Absolutely not. No. I thought it was I thought it was fun. So I thought stuff with Michael Jordan's mum was like perhaps the most All interesting the stuff, stuff when the, the guy who's making the shoe is so cheesy oh, they're yeah. like we need the best basketball shoe ever well they made, like getting man. like the avengers assemble team for kind like, of shoes. but it's just like one guy well, in a it, basement is, creating a shoe oh, so okay. the the crux of the story is uh, like uh, it's like nike's last role or it's their role of the dice they always pick up sports stars yeah. to represent them and they you know get a sponsorship deal um, but they roll their dice. They find out about Michael Jordan and they put everything into this one guy. Normally they'd get, a, I don't know, half a dozen guys. Or okay, this I is just you, as he's you. entering the NBA. So they do yeah. it for, before right. the draft. And then obviously now you know what Air Jordans are today. Yeah, of course. It's like the biggest, it's like such an amazing roll of the dice. Right, okay. But it's about everything that goes into yeah. it. And it's not an easy, they don't just say, do you want to come? And he says yeah. yes. They just follow Matt Damon's characters. Some, they try and paint out as this some sort of basketball crystal ball guru who's like we know it's this guy we've got to get this guy but more to the point for your old like i went on the wikipedia for this 23 needle drops yeah, in this crazy. but which one are you picking out so uh, for me it's the opening it's money mm-hmm. for nothing dire straits but that is banging yeah amazing <laughs> again these are 80s bangers yeah but um but it's the opening of it and it does a montage of mm-hmm. scenes from the characters in the film but also the 80s all the major news mm-hmm. stations and all the think the stories that are happening and i was like Fuck yeah, here we go. We're in the eighties. Money for nothing's playing. I'm well into this. It's, and then it just sort of lost its Yeah, steam. from there, it does peak in that first two minutes because they, yeah. they re- do the really cool thing of having all the film logos pop up when the drums come in and stuff like that. Like yeah. it's, it's really well done. But yeah, the rest of the film is kind of like... So what, yeah. is, it, is it just like that immediate nostalgia hit straight from the start to just to get you hyped and then it, it dies? Yeah, I mean... It's, it's not even necessarily nostalgia because I was born in 1983, so I don't really remember a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, that's But fair. it's still like... I don't know, just that, I just love that song so much. Yeah, and it yeah. filled me with a lot, it's a great montage sequence and it filled me with a lot of excitement yeah. for what this film was because <laughs> the premise of it on paper sounds like 
a day or film, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. honestly, like in the last 10 years, my favorite films have been like The Social Network, Moneyball, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Like yeah, these films yeah, that are yeah. based on like real life business stories almost. Mm. And uh, I thought this will be another one. And it just, yeah, yeah. disappointed. But that's a runner up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got another runner up. Jesus. Another one. I mean, I can have about four from this year that did this. <laughs> How about this one? If the song is The Final Countdown by Europe. Oh, God. And it was in Tetris. But it was also in probably a load of films, mm-hmm. but it was in Tetris. I don't know if you remember the Tetris movie. I yep, did. Set in the 80s. Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't watch it Again, only because another, you guys described it as not being. The Tetris it, movie is exactly meh. the same as yeah. Air in terms of something on paper that sounds right up my street, yeah. but just really kind of failed to deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of problems with that film, but I do think that scene is quite egregious because they're in a club and they somebody says, <laughs> oh, I love this song and it's great. And everyone's <laughs> singing it together. And it's like, it's, it just felt a bit on the nose. Yeah, a bit too definitely time. on the nose. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, you want to... This film's in the 80s. What 80s song should we put in it? Do they, it's do, like do the corniest one to choose. Do they play the tune before they finally get to fulfilling what they want, which is like releasing Tetris? I imagine it's like... No, I think it's in a pretty sort of uneventful scene, but that just shows that there's a passionate like artistic community mm-hmm. in Russia, I think. Is that right? I can't remember. I, a lot they, of that film to, I like, don't he, remember. He meets someone in Russia and they go to like an underground club. I remember the pixelated car chase. Yeah, well, yeah That sounds awful. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually mind. I thought there's a bit of creativity in that, but other people it. didn't like <laughs> This sounds like something um, you would hate. But no, I just it's felt okay. like... It's not a terrible film. It's, yeah, it's I just fine. felt that scene, where all, those, all those Tetris graphics and the scene, it just felt so unnecessary and it made it cheap. But I felt like the story was interesting. It is a really interesting story. It's more interesting than the Michael Jordan. Although they did, one, yeah, they added a bit of bollocks to it. Yeah. But like, I'm just imagining pixels, and that was like it's just it's not actual. It's like they use some like tetri- like there's some effects in there. It's not okay. fully pixelated. Yeah. Um, right, right, right. Um, I meant pixels in like the 2015. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm signing the classic yeah. um, <laughs> with the Billy I think, Mitchell like I uh, thought, parody. I think I might know what's winning your award because I think it's the same song that was used in two films this year. Uh, but it might not be from that. Mario movie because it's not yeah. that. Oh, okay then. <laughs> um, so just to be clear, the award title is using an '80s banger to make yeah. you feel like a film is a lot better than you think okay. it is. Yeah. Okay. So the the general sense of was me coming out film thinking, oh, I quite like that film, and then I was like, wait, did I just like it because there was that '80s <laughs> banger in there that made yeah. it re- feel really fun? And the winner for me is No Hard Feelings. Okay. With, 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 was, I thought that was pretty decent so that's my concern right because i'm thinking back to it now i was like was it actually good or just did i really like that manny a scene oh i don't know i yeah. thought the film was actually but surprisingly good i think it's funny and i think it's good in places but what really stuck with me was that scene where where they joke about the song man eater because he mm-hmm. thinks it's about a monster yeah. Yeah. as a kid and she obviously hints that it's not and <laughs> and then he goes home and he learns to play it and then he plays it on a piano in a place and it's just like mm. a really like emotional version of it yeah yeah, yeah. And I just thought it was a really, really good, a good scene. scene. And it makes me think, I think I like the film a bit better than yeah. maybe I should have. Well, I, I mean, don't know. I think the film's pretty, it surprised me because there was like a couple of like raunchy comedies this year. There was like yeah. um, Bottoms and what was another one that I've forgotten. Um, either way, they've all died on their ass, right? Like it's been a, it's been, it's a weak period right now for. Yeah, I yeah, mean, so, I'd, oh, I'd say jo- Bottoms. Joyride, I didn't like that at all. Oh, I've not seen that. Avoided but I thought that. I'd really love Bottoms because the people involved it, the people writing it, making it, I really like, but I just didn't enjoy it yeah. that much. It just reminded me of like a chaotic 
mean girls just yeah. sort of that same but there's bits i like about stupider. it but it surprised me that out of those three no hard feelings yeah. was the one i liked no, but yeah. like there, there was there's stuff that like my wife really enjoyed it like mm. but you know she likes those sort of films and i don't think we get enough of them these yeah, yeah. days probably because i don't make enough money no but i thought jennifer lawrence we've got anyone was, um, but you with glenn powell sydney Sweeney, yeah so not, i'm, I'm mm. quite looking forward to that even though on i love like, glenn powell so <laughs> i don't even need to watch more than 10 seconds of trailer to see what the entire map oh yeah the film absolutely is. But yeah. it still could be fun. Yeah. Because you know? um, I thought your I thought the winner for that was going to be No Sleep Till Brooklyn, which is in both Guardians and the Mario Bros. movie. So that, yeah, I did consider that, but it felt too easy. To, yeah, and also fair. I wanted to use those films in other places. Oh, fair. We might see those later. Yeah. Uh, good first award. Uh, Jesse, what's your... Uh, <laughs> tell us about all your runners-up. Yeah, of course. Well, no, this is, this is only a film I saw, I think, two days ago. Um, and I wasn't even sure if like... I can't remember when you messaged me when I was going to be on the podcast, but it's just a film. What's okay. that? I saw a couple Give us of the award name first. It's yeah. I'll Be Fucked If This Happened IRL Award. Okay. Which can obviously apply for a lot of different films, but I think this... I think I know what film you're going to pick. I haven't okay. seen it yet. Okay. Did it just arrive on Netflix? Yes. It's not a game. Why am I playing this like it's a quiz? <laughs> you get points. Tell us no. about Leave the World Behind, Jesse. Yeah, it's, it's Leave the World Behind. So if you don't know what this film is, um, Leave the World Behind is sort of like an apocalyptic thriller. But I'd say like a more more grounded one. It focuses on a family from New York who take a vacation to Long Island. And whilst they're away, two strangers arrive at their holiday home. Mm -hmm. And those strangers bring the news that there is sort of potentially a countrywide blackout and more things. Sounds like knocking yeah. a cabin. It's a, I've not seen that though. <laughs> it's, it's It shares similar themes. It's written and directed by Sam Eshmael who did, um, God, what's the, Mr. Robot. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Okay. Right. But, but, like, this is just a Netflix film that's dropped that's kind of got a lot of buzz, a lot of people watching okay, it. Okay, I've not heard of it. But people hadn't heard before. It stars, it's mad that in a day, this day and age, it stars Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Mahershala Ali, and it just drops on Netflix and everyone's yeah, like, nice. suddenly <laughs> it's number one film. On well, I've we, heard a lot of mixed, like some people I respect saying it's not good. Some people respect saying it's very good. So I, I do need to check it out. I, I would say it, it's a mix because I feel like the there's certain elements within the story, like the premise where you really have to sort of, let go of logic at times, but the performances from like Julia mm. Roberts, I mean, Ethan Hawke is always great. I love him so much. And like the cast makes up for sometimes a little bit of a lackluster story. However, what I wanted to say was like, there's a lot of moments in the film where Ethan Hawke's character, and you could tell he's sort of a sweetheart in the film. He's learned to be just like this everyday, everyday guy, but he's entirely useless. Um, and there's one scene in particular where Hawke intends to go into town, drive in and sort of like find a newspaper, see if he can talk to anyone just mm -hmm. to find out what's going on but he just doesn't have his GPS. Right. And there's a decent, decently length segment where he's just utterly confused. It's like people are back in the 80s. <laughs> utterly confused and lost. And he ends up like returning back home, not having encountered anyone mean in full, not having gathered any news for like his family. Sounds like he's playing And he just sort of returns back home with like, his like tail between his legs. And me and my partner, when we finished watching the film, because obviously things progress to like a mad degree. Um, but even that small little thing of him just not knowing where to go with a GPS, we ended up having a conversation where like, if I was working from home and you're in the office and a similar situation happened where like, I don't know, the mobile phone networks were entirely down, everything mm -hmm. shut down. I was like, well, how would we get home? And I was like, I don't know how I fucking do that. I don't know how you would manage Can to do you that. Uh, I can't drive. I do want to point out yeah. I spent several years of my life doing that. I know, but what I'm, what, what I'm saying is like- like I, I was driving for many years before GPS. I know, but I'm saying like get, within get the, the situation- Get the out. Yeah. Within, the, within the situation of the film, obviously like you could just try and navigate with street signs and drive, whatever, but it's obviously way harder because of what is occurring in 
This is a yeah, really yeah. weak argument. I'm going to be honest, Jesse. Well, when you when you watch the film, because the, you, so you're, what you're implying is the, what what you're saying is you'd have to use never street happen, signs that he would no, never no. be able to find his way around the world. No, what, what I'm trying to say is that because of all the ongoings of the current like catastrophe that's occurring yeah. in the world and how lonely these mm-hmm. families are without uh, having okay. to rely on anything in terms of- So like of, internet's all down for everyone. Yeah. Internet's everyone. down, yeah. mobile services down. They can't gain the news, anything like that. There's even like little digs at Elon and his like, you know, electrical like yeah. cars and whatnot and stuff. So a lot of shit is down. I just found it funny that- Also what electricity doesn't even work. There's like no electricity. Or- there's some depending on like, you know, where okay. you are. I'm still just struggling to see what, what you don't believe would happen. Well, no, it's no, just it's more, more that he thought he, it's more that if Jesse was in that film, he thinks he wouldn't last five minutes, right? That's well, yeah, I think I'll just, I think I'll be <laughs> it's fucked. apocalyptic. No, I know. But I think, I think the difference is that this film doesn't take place in the city where people are constantly crashing into each other and like crazy things yeah, are happening. It's, it's so far removed from the city, even though you feel like they would still be able to get by, but it's the, it's the sudden like downfall of people trusting each other, yeah, like the entire I, I, I network. I feel the same thing when I watch Castaway, I'd be like, I couldn't be bothered to do all that. But, thing. but that's, an, that's obviously an extreme I think, scenario. I think yeah. this is both more reflection on you two as opposed to the film. Like it, sounds, com- move it sounds completely, pl- or Castaway thing. Uh, it sounds completely plausible <laughs> but, that this uh, could happen. But it's, you'd obviously have to see the film, but The world would shut down if the internet went down. Like, I've had no you internet at home for six- controlled by Oh yeah, internet? I know. Like obviously horrible things like, would happen. all our electricity would shut down. I, I know, yeah. that's what I'm saying. But like horrible things would happen, but it was just me and my partner talking mm. about the logistics of, well, if everything was down, we couldn't drive, the trains were fucked, everything's down, we can't even communicate with each other. Yeah. What would be our plan? Yeah. I you, no you broad- go back to what people used to do. Go knock on someone's door. That's no, they're coming but, out to play. Well, I mean, like, if it was just like a normal blackout, people like, oh, mm. are you okay? And checking in on each other. But that obviously doesn't happen. This in is I, need to watch this like fil- I need to watch this film to see. Privilege I need to see the scale of the problem. I need to watch the film. But I had six hours last week without broadband and TV, and I struggled. <laughs> I put on a Blu-ray. <laughs> all, all, all I'm saying is, read a book, mate. You're not. You wouldn't be surviving for too long in this scenario. I would absolutely the survive for a long time in that scenario. Would you? Yes. Once, once you watch the film, get back to me and we we can I have bet, that I discussion. If it's literally just there's no internet, I could survive. No, no, it's not. It's not like it's not that easy. It's not like oh, I can't watch fucking Netflix oh, for okay. a couple no, but hours. You could, you're saying that you couldn't go out and hunt food and or gather food at least. But shops no, are still open. It's right? not a zombie apocalypse, right? No, but it's it's like it's misinformation being spread across the entire entire country. It's people Maybe mistrusting each other. Maybe we need to watch the film and loot, back. Yeah, we should probably watch the film. Yeah, that, but I that's, feel like I could easily go and loot a shop. Yeah, <laughs> wow, you can. But record. Could, I could get a fire record. going. The problem is you are not going to be the only person doing that. And the okay. film deals with this sort of secluded scenario where they're that. not in the city dealing with it. I feel like, yeah, I'm too passive. I'd be like, let's all just work together. And all it takes for some people yeah. to be like, nah. I feel like every man I could survive the world in the road. So I feel like I could survive. Oh, wow, there we go. You just go for I imagine you, you, and, you and your son now just walking through. Uh, yeah, um, what a harrowing scene. You, you saying that though reminds me of like I saw this freaking dumb article where it's like fifty. <laughs> just it was totally bullshit. But like fifty percent of guys think they could land a plane in an emergency scenario. Well, I don't think that. No. If you walked me through it step by step, there's a big, so that's such bullshit. Okay, so I just want to point out. You were telling me what to do. Not once have I ever like played flight simulator, so I don't think I can do that. However, <laughs> okay. I was 
an engineer for 12 years, I think I know like some, I could do some survival You could survival get a car stuff. running and yeah, yeah, open exactly, a door. And, yeah. Yeah. I could start a fire. I could I, go hunt if I needed to. I don't know. I think Why humans, do we need to hunt the internet? Can't you just go to a shop? <laughs> <laughs> like, All the food hasn't burned. I'd be immediately like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I think people like, are your overestimating still their working, skills. Right? <laughs> I think it's just you, Jesse. Watch the film and then you'll see. Also, this really reminded me of your major criticism from Rise of Skywalker, which had all the problems in the world. And the one criticism you had was that ship doesn't have a hyperdrive thing on it. I mean, that, that would have been an it's issue. It, it, it was one problem. of the things that popped in my head. That was the yeah, first yeah. issue you had with it. Yeah. Good, anyway, good, good. Oh, sorry, my, got geez, my awards are so much more. So I knew your two were kind of, they're, they're kind of border on madness a bit. So I took it upon myself to- I mean, my other awards are just bullshit. Took it, well, like I took it upon this. me to be the actual- <laughs> All three were bullshit. The <laughs> actual film person and be like, it's some good films you might want to watch. No one's year. listening to this for actual uh, film criticism. I watched, uh, I've been looking through my letterbox. I kept track of every film I watched this year for the okay. first time. Watched 117 films this year so far. Letterbox is in like the platform. The, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. What did you think? No one's making that mistake. The website. 30 of which actually came out this year or 32 i think actually. okay so i've watched 32 new films this year, so oh right that doesn't okay. seem like a lot for you a new i've watched 170 films in total it's one every three like, days yeah two every like month or but so. it's a mix yeah, of those even like films that came out maybe just a couple years ago or is it just like shit from way no, back it's anyway. all sorts okay, some yeah. of it i've rewatched. some of it's new um and let's be fair christmas come i'll probably watch another 20 before the end that's of the year fair. but anyway so i've got 117 films to pick from here um, what was the award? Sorry, I missed that. I'm just letting you know. He, he I've got a lot to pick from. You're just bragging about how many films you've seen. <laughs> well, you know, someone's got, someone's and got, the someone's got around it. Um, my first award is the logo I get excited about at the start of a, a film more than anything now for Ooh. best A24 film of the year. Nice. Okay. Because at the moment, I don't think there's anyone doing it better. Obviously, an, like an indie brand for a few years, but now Oscar winners, everything for all at once, was obviously won the latest Oscar film. Isn't but that's a, not eligible this year. Isn't A24 um, just like, uh, I'm using They're the game here, just the publisher, you know, yeah, distributor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they tend to attach themselves to, I kind of remember them to, you know, when I see an Annapurna game, I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. interested yeah. in that. Like, you know, you're going to get something stuff, yeah. normally of high quality. Sometimes they let you down, but... I've got five films here, four runners up, which I'll briefly walk through, and then four the winner. Runners up. Yeah, Jesus. yeah, yeah. <laughs> First up, I'm going to talk about uh, Showing Up. Okay. Which is a, <laughs> it's kind of a slice oh. of life film um, that probably you two would have no interest. It's by Kelly Riker, who does these like small little, kind of like following, they're kind of like light dramas, I'd say okay. on the whole, but this one's just about Michelle Williams, who plays someone in like the, I think it's the Pacific Northwest, who's just an artist who's trying to open a new exhibition and like family life is getting in the way and it's kind of like a couple of days of like family drama and then, okay, you know, a bit say, of comedy. What's the sense of drama here? Yeah, yeah like family problems going on. She's trying to open like, for example, uh, her cat injures a bird and she has to look after the bird. Yeah. It's, wow. <laughs> it's good. It's You're good. Not it's not. It's not it. the best, but I, I did enjoy it. Showing up. My second runner-up. Bo is afraid. Okay. Yeah, Have you really seen Bo is afraid? I've I've avoided it. Not not like Why? purposefully, but just more like. I, I intended to watch it when it was in the cinema and I felt yeah. like it was going to be a good cinema film to watch. And I just haven't got around to watching it since because I've just heard so many mixed things and obviously I want to form my own opinion mm -hmm. about it, but I'm just like, 
I mean, Isn't it I just a long ass film. It's like three hours. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, honestly, I was avoiding it as well, but not for the same reason. One was I'd heard say people say it's good, so mm. I was like, well, I don't need to see it. I'll just at some point I'll find time to watch it. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. want to know anything about it. I mean, I have mixed thoughts about it. I really like the start. The middle dips for me quite a bit, but then the end I really like. So it's kind of three hours. It's a three. It is, it is, and it is just three hours of like anxiety comedy horror going on. It's it's a bizarre film. Has one of the most just like what the fuck did I just see moments in a film all year mm-hmm. um, which I don't want to ruin but I really like Joaquin Phoenix is amazing in it he normally is but I do really want to watch it for from what I've heard but then three hours is like it's it's I definitely it's not as, like horror films and comedies the most yeah and it's not always really like, like to, it's not really a horror it's more of like an anxiety drama comedy like it's nothing like Ari Aster's other films and I don't think it's anywhere near as good as Hereditary or Midsommar right. to be honest okay. but I thought it was good my other one is a horror, is Talk To Me, which I thought yes, was I good, not great. Week. I watched it last week. I thought yeah. it was okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good, I, not great, I thought. Uh, I thought it has one incredible scene. Yeah. Like, really powerful scene where I was on the mm. edge of my seat and mm-hmm. I was like, actually, I think this is amazing. And then it kind of, it went downhill from there. Yeah. I like the actual, so if you don't, this is a horror film about basically a mummified hand that <laughs> if you touch it and say the words Talk To Me, you're kind of possessed yeah. briefly yeah. by someone yeah. in the afterlife. And surprise surprise some things go wrong with that (laughs) i was just really Um, surprised by the reaction online like hmm. making it seem like this is the horror film you need to watch like 10 out of 10 experience i think i thought it was just largely okay i think there's a couple of factors there one is created by youtubers Mm -hmm. which is that's thing i didn't i didn't even know two youtubers who like decided to write a script and it got made and now it's a proper like award-winning film Mm. which is an amazing story but also youtubers inherently bring their own audience as well yeah of course and um the second thing is i think the concept is great Mm -hmm. but on paper it's not some it's concept that i've ever really seen or it's an adaptation of concept you've seen before but in a really clever way i just think it peaks in the middle and then it kind of doesn't really know what to do with it. No, I wasn't. I do like the very, very end of it, but yeah, mm. it kind of trails a little bit. And I do also think like this award is about A24. Having the A24 logo with it as well gave yeah. it a bit of a boost as well. Definitely. I yeah. liked it, didn't love it. Uh, another one I liked, it's actually a documentary, The Deepest Breath, which I briefly spoke about a few yes, weeks ago. I, I think I don't know if anyone's seen that. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's a documentary about real, real life free divers who are people who go as far down into the ocean they can on one breath and That's back up. Crazy. It's, I don't understand that mindset. It often goes wrong, which, you know, the film kind of centers around yeah, yeah. times when it goes wrong. But it's a, I think it's a really good, it's one of the best like thrillers I've seen this year, but it's real life. I just can't bring myself to watch because that and like, you know, when people do like crazy cave exploring when they're just going through the tiniest of holes, I'm like, I hate that. I yeah. can't, I don't want to watch It shares a that. little bit with the, <laughs> um, the cave rescue documentary that mm. was out a couple of years ago. And it's a little bit of like man on wire to it. If you've seen that, which is like an incredible documentary. Do you know the, uh, so that's the one the 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 Chilean football yeah, team, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, one of the the two guys that actually like save him and work mm-hmm. out he's from Coventry. Vigo Mortensen played him and oh, okay. the start of the film. I haven't says, watched the drama one. It says Coventry, I've watched... Warwickshire, and I was like, Coventry's in the West Midlands. See, I haven't watched wow. the Ron Howard film yet. I've only watched the documentary, but the documentary is amazing. So I watched both back to back. I didn't feel the need to watch did the you, drama. Did you get much the out of watching both back to back? Yeah. So we watched the the dramatization first because. I thought that was an easier sell to my wife because I wanted her to watch oh, it. I get you. And we enjoyed it. Yeah. And we enjoyed it. I was like, I actually want to see the real people now. So we put the yeah. documentary on them. Documentary that's, that's, great. that's fair. That's um, fair. How is Vigo's Coventry accent? Um, I don't remember it standing out particularly. <laughs> okay. So it's pretty nondescript. He, he, he is English. American, isn't he? He's Danish. Oh, yeah. oh, right. Okay. He just yeah. plays 
American guys. Yeah. And also Norwegian. He's good. Someone in a long line of kings in a mystical (laughs) realm. Anyway, those more runners up. My winner is Past Lives. Has anyone seen Past Lives? The name rings a bell. So it's kind of a romantic drama film directed by Celine Song. And it's kind of semi-autobiographical. It follows... Uh, a relationship between two people over 24 years. So they're 12 year oh, olds. I do know this film. Yes. They're 12 year olds oh. in Korea, but then the family of the girl decide to emigrate to America at the age yeah. of like 12, 13. So they're separated. They're kind of like go on a first date when they're 12, 13. It's really cute. And yeah. then they're separated basically. Is it like a more wholesome version of uh, normal people to a certain degree? Yeah, I would say yeah. Like yeah. a lifelong love story, I'd but say, they never quite get it right. Sort of yeah. It's, it's sweeter, but also like heartbreaking. And the whole idea is like past lives it's about this concept of like oh do you think like in a past life we were like together and stuff like that and it follows that and it's it's really like it has one of the most heartbreaking end scenes of a film i've seen this year and just incredible performances i do think i I want to watch that i think my wife would really appreciate it as well i did see the trailer for it and thought it looked interesting it's it's really good i didn't love it love it like some people have it like their best film of the year sort of thing i have it more like like 10 or something like that. Um, but you know exactly where it is. Well, your list. Uh, <laughs> Beyond it's just, currently at 11. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, do you want to see dream scenario? Cause I don't know if that's out yet. Uh, or... I don't know if it's out here yet actually, but I do, I think it is actually in cinemas. I, mean, I do want to see it. I think it's meant to be pretty good. Mm, okay. I know Nicholas Cage meant to be very good in it. Uh, another A24 film. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just a really good romantic drama that all kind of, Make you smile, might make you cry. But, <laughs> They're pretty um, consistent, actually. As um, as a um, what do I keep blanking on distributor? The name. Yeah, distributor, yeah. yeah. They they pick the projects. Yeah, but well, yeah, check out. I was, was going to say like the Iron Claw. We gave that a five today. But yeah. I've also but heard of a lot of other people have been saying yeah. it's really good. So the film critics, mm, okay. I tend to agree with, tend to say they like it. So I'm leaning more yeah. on the side that I might. It might like just be it. that our reviewer didn't gel yeah, with it, yeah, but other yeah. people do. So no, that's um, I'm very, very excited to watch that yeah. film. I mean, it doesn't come out till February, I think. I say, yeah. Yeah. same with like... um, the Zone of Interest. I really want to see is another mm. 24 film. It's do you, Jesse? Do you know what the story of the Iron Claw is? Yeah. Well, don't. Okay. I tried to lie to my partner saying it's actually a really uplifting film, and it's just. Like if anyone doesn't like, don't read up on it, but it yeah. is like a bizarre story. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those that like, I can't believe all this happened to these yeah. people. I've watched sort of documentaries on it in the past, so to see Zac Efron playing mm-hmm. these characters now is going to be Anyway, bizarre. Past Lives wins Best A24 Film of the Year from me, Dale, Numero Two. Yeah, uh, which one? Okay, this one. Um <laughs> This film has dinosaurs in it, but it's somehow still very boring. I wonder what one's going to win. I can think of one film. <laughs> you might know the winner, but the other two. Yeah, what are the other two? Yeah. See, this is where I was crying. Uh, mm, I, I came maybe up I can get one. First runner up, <laughs> Super Mario uh, Brothers the movie. <laughs> I thought it was fine. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't finish it. I, I found like it quite boring. I didn't find it was... The key is I didn't think this is bad when I was watching. I was like, this is okay. For, kids will love it. So I, there was one <laughs> element of it I did think was really bad. I was just think I thought it was a crime that it wasn't that funny i thought this on paper when i when i went into that film i thought it it had everything riding on being funny yeah yeah, because kids will love it because of the visuals Mm -hmm. and the characters but for an adult to enjoy it it needs to be funny you love a a good pixar but you love the little star thing didn't you he's really funny or she or he i don't know uh it's really funny but that's a little one note joke like Mm -hmm. everyone everyone else is like i kind of tutted a couple of times yeah (laughs) ultimately i just thought it was a bit of a boring good use of no sleep to brooklyn (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, did you watch that? Did you watch that in the cinema? 
I didn't. No. Oh, it is a shame when you've got all this incredible <laughs> Nintendo music and then they use I Need a Hero for, by Bonnie Tyler. It's like, there's that's, no. that's what I'm expecting for the Zelda film. So they're not going to do that. Weirdly, like that, um, I, <laughs> I did a, a feature earlier this year with uh, David Rice, um, who um, created the Donkey Kong Country mm-hmm. music. Yes. He's got some, that game has got incredible music that has left a massive legacy that people still love. You should check out. There's a feature on IGN.com about mm, it. It's um, very good. But, um, the fact that when they get to Donkey Kong's uh, area, I suppose, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're playing Take On Me by a Heart instead of amazing music from Donkey Kong Country. It's like, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. Apart from yeah. the fact that some executive thought, we just have to get some bangers in this film. Well, it's because they can fill it in, in the trailer as well. Like, I'm sure they just blast. They can, they can absolutely put music in the trailer that's not in the film. They no, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's true. Um, it just felt like a bit of a weird decision when they've got such, like I said, such a legacy of fantastic mm. music that suits. Yeah. And the Mario, there's loads of like um, signatures of Mario music filtered in between the music. There's an amazing yeah. video on YouTube actually, which is someone showing every bit of music and where where the hints of like background mm-hmm. parts of the music is. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was a bit of a disservice. But yeah. ultimately, yeah, I think it just needed to and be And I'm guessing funny. the the, drag, uh, the dinosaur is counting Yoshi as, this, as the dinosaur. Or Cooper, character. whoever you want. Yeah, okay. If you go off the Mario 1993 movie, or Bat- lore, they, they all evolve from dinosaurs. Okay, they? fair so, enough. Um, the other one, a bit more of a stretch. <laughs> uh, it was on Netflix. It's called Old Dads. <laughs> I've heard this is meant to be shocking. Yeah. Like, shocking not bad. good. Borderline it, actually just offensive like well i get honestly the offensive part of it is is it's shtick like it's very mm. much going for the uh, i'm an old uh boomer who yeah. doesn't like the modern world doesn't like woke people yeah basically. it's kind of, it's like i don't I mean, know if i have time for that at the it's moment. not very good at all don't waste your time watching it but it was like it was netflix fodder and i thought it's got some funny people in that i'll, yeah. I'll stick that on yeah like bill burr's quite funny at times yeah, yeah and then um who's the other guy who plays I don't uh, know. The black guy he was in, he's in that randomly the film I think of is a total recall remake. Wow. Um, um, let me he's in, lo- he's in lots of stuff. Um but he's really good. He's who is, in, really who good is in this film? Bobby Cannavale's in this film. Yeah. He's oh great. yeah. Him as well. Yeah, so the cast I thought, oh this Bakeem Woodbine, is that his name? Uh, yeah, might, that yeah, was, that's yeah, it, yeah. 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 Um so I thought we'd give it a shot, but yes, Bruce very- Dern is in this film. Yeah. What's he doing? It's very getting a paycheck and what they're doing, mate. So I feel like Miles I, Robbins from The Quarry, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, He's like a villain in it as well. <laughs> Listen, I, I feel like I would have went on it just because I kind of enjoy Bill Bear as well. But exactly, yeah. I've so, heard this is maybe the worst film, like so one of the worst. I saw <laughs> you see the title and the presentation, and you think you know it's in that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, yeah, bridesmaids yeah. sort of sphere. Those sort of like, yeah, yeah. okay, we're going to focus on one niche of people and how everything in the world annoys them and, and that's what it is but it's just very very badly done and it's got dinosaurs in it because they play old dads and they are dinosaurs <laughs> no, <laughs> i'll take it i'll take that's it why stretch. not yeah, but the like winner it. is obviously <laughs> unquestionably adam driver's 65 look he's got to make some money okay <laughs> he's got he to do though? these films he's, he's done three star wars films has yeah. he got to yeah, make money one well, for you one for hmm. me <laughs> I, I would say if you're questioning the money thing i still have this and i've probably mentioned the podcast before when I used to work at Everyman and Daisy Ridley came up to yeah. watch a film and she complained about the price yeah. of like the nachos. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like earning like seven pound 10 back then. I was just like, it doesn't feel good to hear you say no, it's No, I'm on Daisy's side because it doesn't, <laughs> no, matter, that's no, bullshit. it doesn't matter how much money you earn. It's about knowing the value of money. Okay. okay and also you, some of the richer people are the tightest people. That's fine. But don't direct your confusion at the price to me. Who Why? is not? A, you work there. You're a representative. You, you're an ambassador for the place. Yeah, but she has to know that I'm broke. How does she have to know that? I, I mean, know, do <laughs> I? by comparison to what she has. Okay. Earned, 
No, like she's complaining about the price because she thinks it's a ripoff and they are a ripoff in that place. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Maybe but she I was did... saying it on behalf of her. She was like, this is the everyman cinema. It... I'm going to talk for the everyman. Like, Look, I did... Obviously I can afford it. <laughs> I, just... I think it's a ripoff. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't feel like she was speaking for the people at that moment. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but anyway, Adam Driver's 65. I thought I haven't seen it yet, but trailers, nothing excited me really. Like how is a film boring. that has so many robots Robots has so many <laughs> has so many dinosaurs and like amazing like future technology and huge mm -hmm. battles of dinosaurs and shooting them and getting chased. Well, is, it's so boring. Is it a little bit like Jurassic Park meets Planet of the Apes, sort of that sort of thing? Uh, I, honestly, I'm struggling to remember kind? what is actually yeah. what the story was. <laughs> Obviously, the story is they crash land somewhere and there's loads of dinosaurs. And, and Adam Driver has to look after a kid. Yeah, a kid who can't really speak English as well, so that's fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow! But it's not. But it's not like they build like this great relationship. Honestly, is one of those films when my uh, child was born, I just thought, I've got time here with the kid. I'll treat him. This just, is the first yeah. film they're going to watch. No, they can't. He wasn't looking at it. And I was like, I'm just going to go for a bunch of films that I've missed this yeah, year and yeah, see what yeah. they're like. And that was one I felt like I was almost falling think, asleep in. Do you think you would have survived in that scenario if you were putting Adam Driver? I mean, he, he can if go to the shop If I was some of his weaponry, like yeah, maybe. Yeah. More or less than the road. Would you rather be in the road or in 65? Uh, I'd rather be in the road because- you How? Written by Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> because so. you can't negotiate with dinosaurs, but I could negotiate with <laughs> cannibals. mad cannibals. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't, can sure. you? I'd be like, I'll be one of you. I'm on your side. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I wasn't going to watch that film anyway. Yeah, no, fair. don't watch Don't watch 65. It I, is. I almost Piece put it on, on a plane, I think, but even I steered away from it on a plane. Honestly, but that but that's what struck so obvious to me was the fact that how has this film got loads of dinosaurs in it and it's so boring? But that's you could also say Dress Up Dominion has the same problem. That's, that's what's shocking. I, I thought at least be like shit in a funny way, not boring in a, mm -hmm. in a sad and you way. You love shit in a funny way. No, but that's what that film isn't. You're yeah. saying oh, it's I know, just boring. I know, but you love those sort of films. Yeah, I know, you? and yeah. I would have watched it, but now yeah. it's like, there we oh, go. Sad. Good award. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. Jesse, what's next? Um, you mentioned at the start of, you know, this discussion that he wasn't going to bring, you know, fairly obvious films into the discussion. And I feel like I'm going to. But only, <laughs> only because, again, I saw this like a couple days ago. Let's play guest the award. Let's play, what's the award? The, the award is biggest, most frustrating dumbass I've ever seen on screen. Okay. And it is a film, I know you've definitely watched. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Um, frustrating dumb. I mean, are you meaning that in a fun way or? No, Just like. You like like really it, get annoyed when people like don't do things that logistically make sense No, 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 it's, it's not, it's not even, I mean, it kind of is You're that. not calling Oppenheimer a dumbass, are you? No. He okay. <laughs> I mean, he got himself in a bit of a predicament. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what is it? It's um specifically 
Ernest Burkhart from Killers of the Flower Moon. You're calling him a dumb. Are you calling someone not, who committed genocide a dumbass? Wait, isn't this Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. he supposed to be really thick? That's the whole. Yeah, point. that's yeah, the whole but, point of the film. But, is he is kind of, and that's where some of the humor in the film comes on. Yeah. He's quite obviously simple. Yeah, but I think like I know I know when because I was on the podcast when you were talking yeah. about the film. I'm happy to talk about this film. Best film of the year. Like you mentioned how he was a bit daft and stuff like that, and I was Ooh. like, yeah, yeah, but I just didn't. I wasn't ready to watch the film at that point. And I sort of forgotten what the film was mm-hmm. actually about until I watched it just a couple nights ago. But my, I, I feel like I've so, I had so much anger watching that film specifically mm-hmm. directed to Ernest. Cause I, I, and I remember after hearing you talk about the film and before I watched it, people being like, well, I didn't really like the protagonist of that film. And I was like, I remember you talking about how he was as a character and being like, well, he doesn't sound like he's meant to be the protagonist. No, he's not. It's, yeah, e- exactly. But just the film in general is like, obviously it's fantastically put together. And like, when I think of like Scorsese's past crime films, it feels like it has a certain amount of like slickness to it. This film felt a bit more real just based on the setting and the story. Well, it is a real and story, stuff. Yeah. But I just, I, su- I, I really could not believe that Ernest Burkhart was a real person who... Well, that's the whole, the whole kind of point of story is, and we're not spoiling this because yeah, yeah. it's obvious I'm starting, it's a real life story that stupid white men took over America and that's history is yeah. full, yeah. full of people stupid people mm-hmm. getting into positions of power yeah, making yeah. dumb decisions oh no and like it's, it sounds really I mean it sounds even stupid for me to be like you know I watched this film based on a true story and I was like wow mm-hmm. that really is upsetting and annoying how that happened no but he's, it was- he's stupid gullible gullible and that's kind of the, the question that I think the film does pose is whether he's obviously complicit in everything he does yeah. and but, but it, like, the first thing one of the first things he said in the film is Oh, I do like that money. And that's kind of <laughs> yeah. the crux of the whole film. He do- it's all about money. Oh no, obviously and as, as a character, like he, the only time you see like his eyes light up is when money is being discussed yeah, yeah. and everything that is happening to, um, God, what is her name? Lily Gadsden's character. Yeah. Her yeah. character specifically and how much Ernest as whoever he was as a real person or however mm-hmm. Leonardo did, like. I imagine in real life, he's probably a bit more calculated and sinister than- I could imagine so, him. but just the frustrating fr- frustration of watching a character seemingly say how much they love someone mm-hmm. and then just not even like deliberately target them, but just be such a fucking idiot to ruin everything. And then what's made even worse is that when the FBI do arrive onto the scene, the, the overall crime is solved so quickly in such mm-hmm. easy methods- yeah. And it's because no one cared. No one was looking. Yeah, That's yeah, not, exactly. Yeah. But I was just these things were just allowed to happen. I just I don't think like I've watched films where you know characters can be frustrated. And everyone says I hate that particular yeah, character in a yeah. film, but then to associate that with a real person who I never really you know thought of before until mm-hmm. this story was introduced to me, and like I plan on actually reading the book it's based on. Looks meant to be amazing. But I was just like, I think it it's compelling how DiCaprio depicted made, yeah. him, and then also De Niro's character as well. He, like he's fully. Like, despite being one of the most handsome actors ever, he's fully willing to not play that role very often, which I yeah. always like with him. He's yeah. willing to... And it does kind of follow... It's not really like any of Scorsese's other films, really. But, like, his films do carry that theme, I think, of trying to find... Like, asking the question, is there good or can there be love found in evil people? And I feel yeah. like that does... Then the question does po- film does pose that, and, no, and, and it's, it's an, I think we it's can just also, an astonishing. It's the only film I've given five stars to this year. You can also ask the mm. question about what even defines like an evil person in real life, anyway. Exactly. You know, because everybody's the hero of their own story. Yeah, yeah. Right? But, but there's definite. You know, there is evil. Yeah, in I, this film, I, I think like coming and like the message. You know, by the end of the film, not massive spoilers, but how you know, this story reflected in real life ends up being a form of entertainment and how no one, no justice was actually brought mm-hmm. about. 
But just watching the film at home and not in the cinema with my partner and even her brother, because came down recently, mm-hmm. we're just watching it together. And when something annoying was happening or like Ernest was just being a complete dickhead, we'd pause the film and just discuss, like, <laughs> just have a conversation as the film's playing and just, it felt... I'm three, glad I watched it at home. Three and a half hours of pure. Oh, see, I I immersed. I went to Pitch House Central Screen mm. One. I treated myself to my favorite screen. I was soaking it in. Oh. I do. I'm really looking forward to seeing it when it's on Apple TV. Very. Yeah. It will um, be. Very, well, it's. Well, you can buy it now, but yeah, it'll be yeah. streaming yeah. Apple TV soon. I um, do you want also like? So, what was your award title again? <laughs> biggest. Um, was it, it was most? biggest, most frustrating dumbass I've ever seen on screen. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say like, if you had a problem with someone being stupid and then it affecting the world and never being punished for it, then like, it just sounds like loads of films. Mm. Like The Big Short is that. <laughs> yeah. It's about a bunch of people being stupid and they never got punished to for it. To an extent, yeah, it's a film about greed, yeah. but 100 years apart. Also shout out to uh, Rodrigo Prieto who shot this film. It looks stunning, but also he shot Barbie this year. He shot both Kill the Sour Moon and Barbie. That's, that's two very game, different looking films, but, but two of the best amazing films of the year, looking films. Yeah, exactly. Well. Um, anyway. My award. Thank you for mentioning it. It means I didn't need to mention it. No, I know. I know. Because when I saw like what you guys wanted to discuss, yeah. I was like, I'm surprised. I didn't want to be up. obvious for myself. That's I'm glad fine. you brought it up, so I had a chance to talk about it. Talking <laughs> about like good films is very much not my remit. I don't know if you've noticed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, oh. maybe you'll like this because my next award is my only negative award, which is the, the three isn't always the magic number award for most disappointing third film in a trilogy. You're going to put Guardians in there. This you? is a runner-up. I'm That's, briefly talking about Guardians. <laughs> I thought Guardians was great, but yeah. Okay, well, let me back this up. I think Guardians is all right. I think it's good. But because I loved the first two so much, it was disappointing to me. Okay. So I only thought it was all right. Mm. I, thought, uh, I thought it was really... I thought it. what made it stand out even more was mm. the fact that Marvel movies right now are not very that good. That's true. It, it was a peak and a recent <laughs> yeah. low, right? But I think it's a decent film, like a three-star film. I think it's, I had fun with it. But yeah, I really... like one and Volume one and two are two of my favorite Marvel mm. films. So it was okay. it was a dip for me comparatively. Yeah. So it was that's why I've said for the most disappointing third film in the trilogy, not worst, if you okay. know what I mean. Right. My other runner up, Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is just that a is bad a film. Piece of shit film. Going back, <laughs> that's going back that's runner up. I think <laughs> me, did me and Matt do like a spoiler cast section on it or something? I remember, you might have. I don't think I'd seen it at the time. I, so I've I definitely listened to you express yeah. how much you I think hate we did film. it at the end of the podcast. We said we're just gonna rant up because I yeah. have so many things to rant I watched about it on film. a plane and pretty much fell asleep and I can't sleep on planes. Still that. to this day, I was like, how did that so boring? Happen? Just How did so, it, it also so makes boring. no sense. Like no characters go through yeah. any real journeys. Right? Anyway, I'm like, listen to the podcast if you want to hear me rant about Ant-Man. Um, Ant-Man was it is my runner-up for most disappointing third film in Australia because my winner is Magic Mike's Last Dance. Okay. Um, Magic Mike 1, I think it's a great film. I've never Magic seen it. Magic Mike is phenomenal. It's Steven Soderbergh mm. doing all the magic. Yeah. Love it. Sequel, eh, it's okay. It has Soderberg, fun. Magic he, Mike XXL. Obviously, he's not involved in the third one. No, he directed the second one though. Oh, okay. Right. I think he's involved. He just didn't direct the third okay. one. No, he did. Oh, he oh, did. He directed oh. all three. Oh, so have you watched any of three. them though? No, but I, I get oh, no, the cause, gist. Because like Kevin, the first one is very good. So Ke- Kevin Nash is in those. Oh, films I know that. Like, I know that yeah. It's just it's just funny to see. Him. So I um, what I always get the impression it's kind of like American Full Monty sort of <laughs> a little bit. Mi- the first mixed with like um, the first one's a little bit more thrill- a little bit more thrillery. Okay, I thought it was more like mixed with those sort of you know that era of when all those dance movies came out like Step Up or something. Oh, like kind yeah, of no, yeah, the first you. one's a little bit more thrill. It's almost t- 
tiny bit like heisty in a way. Oh, really? Not right. <laughs> like, there's no like heist, no, but, but there's, there's more there's drama like a crime than you would element Oh no, I'm it. sure that I'm sure they're like. I mean, they've made three of them. Right? Fast yeah, and yeah. Furious is probably a better comparison it's kind of a bit like stripper fast and furious <laughs> um but just chatting to him who was a former stripper yeah. it's just unbelievable like his dancing in this film all the dancing in these films are unbelievable other than kevin nash who just can't move <laughs> oh like yeah he can barely move anyway. oh yeah no, he's just but funny. the second one yeah i think is fun but not great it's okay yeah. but again has like 20 minutes of the dancing at the end which is just unbelievable choreography okay. the third one what the fuck happened here <laughs> so bad this is so Channing Tatum is that like Mike is now retired. He's working as a barman and he works at a party that's hosted by Salma Hayek's character who, who they suddenly just fall in love out of nowhere. And she convinces him come to London with me and open a stage show at the theater I own or something. So it spends like most of the film trying to this weird love story with this, this kid she has, who's just an atrocious actor right. and this <laughs> butler pink. man who's equally bad and it's narr- it's narrated by this young girl like she's writing in her diary like it's a storybook it's so bad it doesn't have any of the good like dancing from like the first two in it really i can't believe how disappointing Magic Mike's last dance was. When you said about like the stage play and going into London, I thought that yeah. this was like canonically tied in to the actual stage play that's in Oh, London. I don't know. I haven't seen the actual. I think that's just like, isn't that like more like the first one? Like they, are, I guess I'm not so. actually going to go into the- When you started describing that film, yeah. the start of it sounded like, commando to me because <laughs> it's like he's retired and then he gets called it's, back yeah. in, in action but the problem is like the first two have this real sense of camaraderie like these group of male strippers who are all like really good friends and they do it for each other that's what the second film's all about it's for like Monty. the second one's like <laughs> the second one should be called last dance because it's all like we're going on one last tour like right. one last hurrah sort of thing the third one none of them are in it it's just mike and like some new random dancers who you never introduced to so you don't get always mates and that's the fun part of the film to me mm. so yeah so it just lost the, the Balboa of the Magic yeah, Mike series. It lost all the essence of what made the first two Magic Mikes quite good and yeah, mm, lost it all. So, but definitely watch Magic Mike 1 if you haven't because it's, it's fantastic and Steven Soderbergh is an incredible Maybe one day I'll director. give it a shot. Absolutely. <laughs> I bet you weren't expecting Magic Mike's dance to come up. There you I go. I never thought you'd be into Magic Mike. Not that they're not good <laughs> films but I just didn't think it was your vibe. Well, there we That's go. Good. Your speed, I should say. Um, <laughs> your is, last it my, is it my last yeah, one? yeah. Right, save the best for last, guys. Oh, this no. is clean, this headline. Very right. clean can't, award. Can't and wait. the award is Double Hard Bastard of the Year. <laughs> is it Magic Mike? No, it's not. So I've got a couple of runners up. There's not much to say about oh, a little pun there. John Wick. He's pretty fucking hard, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in what way? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's a hard man. Yeah. Not much to say about that. He is a hard True. man. Grouped. In Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, yeah. pretty hard. He's made of wood. Pretty shredded as well. You know? <laughs> but the real shredded. double hard bastard of the year is yeah. unquestionably Alan in Barbie. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, he's, he's class. He's class. <laughs> that scene where yeah. he beats the shit out of his guards <laughs> is one Sarah of the greatest is, scenes of the year. Michael Sarah's is just a joy, isn't he? Yeah. What I I need to rewatch Barbie. Like I absolutely loved it. I think it might be my favorite I've film. I've watched of the it at home since. But it's very good. When when I Ken just, is about to surf and Alan just fucking screams. I just thought that was one of the funniest <laughs> things. <laughs> he is so funny in that film. Um and yeah, that that whole sequence where he just beats up all those guards, but it's also those guards that are trying to build a wall, a wall building, yeah. <laughs> building him vertically up one brick at a time. Oh, wow. a scene. There's so not much good. else to say except for I just thought it's impressive how mm. hard he is. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that film. I've got it uh, number seven on my film of the year. Seven, so, blimey. Okay. Um, because good. actually three of the films I'm about to mention are mm. above it. Um, but yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And I think like everyone thought, oh, this film's going to be very fun. But it, it surprised it went beyond and it is actually genuinely brilliant it's for me it's like the perfect sort of balance of all the perhaps unexpected but vital ingredients what you wanted yeah. from a barbie film like it's got its you know it's got its comedy it's got the presentation of being barbie for like children but it's also got important things to it's say got heart, yeah. you know it's, it's got a lot of heart I mean, yeah i'm still finding like there's a few like mates of mine and stuff or just like people who still haven't seen the film. And I'm like, it's it's more than just what you think it actually Absolutely. is. I'm just having a hard time convincing people to like watch this I, film. It's the funniest film I, of the year. I had yeah. The, yeah, I agree with that. And I had the same problem with my uh, my sister-in-law's boyfriend who doesn't really follow films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone said something about the Barbie film and I was like, fantastic. And he just looked, he's like, you saw the Barbie film? I was like, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> Do you see you went to the cinema to see Bambi? I was like, <laughs> mate, it's not, I know, it's, like, yeah. it's not what you think. I was like, it is a fantastic film. Yeah. yeah. I still like, it's still my favorite line delivery of the year is just Ryan Gosling going, <laughs> sublime. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Oh, that, that whole uh, montage sequence towards the end where they're, they're pretending to be like weak women to convince the guys yeah. to like do things. Oh, that, so I funny. So desperately need to see that joke that just, yeah, stuck a, Where's a the joke when, snake um, through my heart. Basically. One of them's wearing glasses and got their hair up and Ryan mm. Gosling like slides out from underneath a car. He goes, can I just try something? And then takes the glasses <laughs> off and removes their hair. Oh, it's so good. Jesus. And the, 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 the fight sequence as well. It's just, yeah. It's it's oh, even, and the whole, like, yeah, the whole dance sequence as yeah. well. I, like, oh my God, I'm very excited to watch I this hope there's again. never a sequel for that. I don't think they will. No. I don't think Greta Gerwig has interest. Mm. I don't know. I've not talked to her recently or ever. <laughs> so there enough. you go. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, what's your last award? This is just an entirely selfish one that pissed me off. Um, <laughs> I'm like the, the, the others. Thing in the film did my head in. That's a <laughs> real award. <laughs> this one I just had to bring up. And the award is, I always knew I was right. And you knobs online were totally wrong. Oh no. Okay. It's antagonistic towards our audience, but carry No, on. it's not even for like, I wouldn't even say it's for our audience. It's not like for the people who listen to this podcast okay. and stuff, but it's, it's for five nights at Freddy's. Right. Oh God. Right? Yeah. And, and, and things like, I'm not here to pretend I know everything about five nights at Freddy's. Like I've played a Sounds couple. Sounds like you are. I'm not, I'm not. Like I've played <laughs> a couple of the games and stuff. And I feel like I've, I've been watching horror films since I've been a kid and you know, tons of my dog shit. And I've watched quite a few good horror films. You seek out the dog shit ones. No, but like, I don't seek out ones that are like, it's usually like, how is it bad funny? And I think that's always the difference. Because like, if it's like a really cheesy 70s slasher horror film that is just like really crap, but it's got a bit of heart to it, that's different than like shitty horror student film. But either way. Sorry, um, what, I've derailed you. What was the thing that people on the internet were wrong about well, when you were right? I think Five Nights at Freddy's is good. Yes. Okay. And, but, but that's, that's the thing. I felt so confident in my ability to like watch that film and realize it was bad and mm -hmm. more importantly, boring. And then I brought it up on the podcast and I was just like, and I remember like, I think just bringing it up and you mentioned it. I was like, you probably have the ability to figure out whether the film is actually bad. And like, I was doubting myself because I just remember watching and listening to people's reactions by most accounts it is a bad film. i haven't seen but, it but was there was there a contrarian voice on the internet saying that it was good just hard well, it made a fans. ton of money yeah, yeah like it so was it was it. for all intents and purposes a very successful film but there were sort of like a couple stages to more. yeah to my like doubts about five do nights. you think like because what five nights of freddy i always associate with like 
like you know a lot of kids first horror games right yeah, it's like it's for like, 10 11 year olds right that's the thing it's like it's like baby's first horror is, if is you were the in film that generation that crowd like would a, a 10 but, 11 year old enjoy that, it that's the thing it isn't but like like i said there were like stages to it like when when me and my partner went to the screening and watched it there were like clearly people who were mega fans mm-hmm. they were laughing at every like super oh, shit you joke always, you like always see that every way, so. every cameo from a youtuber they clapped and stuff when like that sounds when, like hell yes yeah. when the credit songs like played they were singing along and stuff and i was like I get it. I'm not part of that audience. I love horror films. And that's why I wanted to see it and stuff. Cause the premise could be good. But then even when, when the screen had finished, you know, I was questioning like, did, I, did I fail to realize this actually was a good horror film? Cause then reviews started coming out and stuff. Right. And then when I read our review, I think we gave it a four or five and I was like, okay, I feel validated in my, um, in my opinion, but there were also people who just, was so argumentative and certain that this was a good horror film. And I just really couldn't. You're going to find that with every film. No, I, I know. And it's like, obviously everyone has their own opinion, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I was just, what, one, of the, one of the points that people were criticizing our review for was like, there's too much story. And there, there, was, not, there was not a single segment. How dare you want a story in a film? But that, that seemed like there was too much story and it was too melancholic and bullshit. And they didn't even have a Five Nights at Freddy's segment. People were like criticizing us saying that, like, oh, you just wanted the film to be like, you know, an hour and a half of just staring at monitors. But I was like, they didn't even have- You should probably the, have a crux of what, yeah, the thing is about. Yeah, like, like they didn't have yeah. the essence Did of, they even spend five nights there? I mean, I I, I lost count. Oh. I, <laughs> but that seemed like they, they didn't have the essence of what made that film good. And people were just, it's like- I could have a criticism about the film saying that, you know, the story was too melancholic, but then a fan yeah. might say, well, it had like a few references to the yeah. law. And I was like, but that's not what makes it good. Right. Yeah. But that, but that, but that's people that don't necessarily understand how to level criticism. Like yeah. when, yeah. The, when the things they pick up on are things that are like inconsequential, mm. ultimately. I'm um, never going to watch this film. Yeah. You, that's thing like you just don't I don't know why it's, it's bothering you so much. <laughs> just, People on the internet say something stupid. Right? You know. No, I know, but it was it was a mix of seeing some critic reviews that were like, actually, it's a fairly scary and like good mm. horror film. And I was just like, it can't be. Like, it really can't be. And these were like review, these were reviews from reviewers who, you know, I've read their stuff in the past. I'm like, well, you know, maybe sometimes my opinion aligns with them. But I was just like, I think it was the first time I, I thought, could I really be wrong right. with my I, I thoughts? I get what you're saying. It definitely is a factor when you see, when we're because we're lucky enough sometimes to see films early. Yeah. It's definitely a factor on, you know, I've done it with games as well, where you've played something and you've formed an opinion on it. Yeah. Um, but then you, like Cardi knows this better than I do, but then you've got to put that opinion out in the wild, knowing mm. full well that everybody else could be on the other side or complete think, uh, think completely different to you and, yeah and that's the gambit that, and that's that when you, you run, ignore you know? them that's it that's why you have to be true to yourself though you have to stick exactly. with what, yeah. what you believe truly on the inside and that's all that matters ultimately like and a review is that is one person's like yeah. this is what my opinion on this film is mm. you either agree or you disagree and, and i think that's this is the only time with a horror film or even a film specifically because i you know watch as many films as i possibly can especially horror films and stuff but it was the first time where i just felt like like was i actually wrong even though like, you know- You can't have- be wrong. It's what you yeah, think. Exactly. You can't be wrong. No, I, I know. But like you could, someone could enjoy a genuinely dog shit film. And like- just- I mean, yeah, there's people out there. I'm going to call people out that don't like Jaws. You're wrong. That but is, it's also an opinion. So you're not wrong. There's, I'm joking. There's, yeah, you're not wrong. There's all, yeah, there's all sorts of opinion. You can, um, 
You can find People anything like you want chocolate. to find on the internet. <laughs> you can find any opinion about anything on the internet if you yeah. search hard enough, right? No, I um, This award sounds like it should be called uh, I Doubted Myself for a Second, <laughs> but actually, no, I'm going to stick with my <laughs> own original opinion. I found my voice yeah. award. <laughs> it's just an inspirational story and also that film's shit. Also, was there um, no other films this year where you thought were shit? And uh, talk to me, you could have put that as a runner-up. Well, no, but like, talk to me, I just thought was okay. But I never like really doubted. But the narrative is it's great. So yes, that's why you're a contrarian. But, but then I heard other people whose opinion I really trust and stuff. And, and it's like, okay, you know, I feel sort of validated with that. But mm -hmm. this was a specific scenario where I enjoy horror games. I enjoy horror movies. And I was just like, am I really wrong? Have I missed something here? No, no. And I just haven't. Okay. There we go. One last award. I shall wrap uh... it up with... The Time Is Only A Concept Award for film <laughs> technically released in 2022, but came out in UK cinemas this year, so it counts, okay? How many uh, films well, could that be? The only be? thing on film I can think of is, I think Megan came out That's in what, 2022, uh, technically. I still haven't Mathrigan. seen Megan. Yeah. Mathrigan, sorry. Um, yeah, technically showing up, the film I mentioned earlier, I think did that. But I've got three films. First runner-up, The Fablemans, Steven Spielberg's Still, okay, still yeah, latest film. Hmm. Do you not like that? that it looks well, you know, really boring. I think it's it, not. I, oh that, that, that's the thing. Like, God. I just think it looks like a proper wanky film. I know it's. it's not, I, I know it's, it's about him, but I'm just like. It's not. Like, are you really that interesting? It's a really good. I am like, not coming. Gonna watch that film. No, it's I'm never gonna watch it. Like, <laughs> what is a Steven Spielberg no, no, like, coming not, of age no, I'm, film? I'm it's not, amazing. That's the thing. Like, I'm not hating him, and like, he has made fantastic films. So I'm yeah. just like, what? What am I gonna get out of? And I've watched a great drama. What do you mean what are you going to get out of it? <laughs> you get a great film of he's, a boy. He's, he's got you there. Of <laughs> a boy growing up, dealing with family, like uh, affairs and problems going yeah, on. But I'm just learning like, how to make films. I think my problem is like, I don't give a shit about him. Well, that's so just like, a mad opinion to have. Yeah, and like films it, wouldn't be what they are today without him. I know, but it just, fair, it just seems boring. I really love it's Steven Spielberg, and I love boring. his catalog work, but I don't care about his childhood. It's not boring. That's, that's how I, I'm just like. It's it, also semi autobiographical, and it's not. You know, it's it's just an incredible film. If <laughs> literally rewind, Cardi, ten minutes ago, everyone's entitled to their opinion. <laughs> they are. I'm right not saying you're no, wrong, and then, but then no, it's like, but it's also like, I'm not telling you your opinion's wrong. I'm telling you no, it's mad to not even consider watching it. It just, <laughs> I, I, I think, I think, I think it's because I watched a single trailer and I was like, that looks boring to me. But he was desperate to go see Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, no, it's mad. <laughs> I just wanted a night out. But <laughs> go <laughs> have a night out. Go watch the Fablemans. But that's because it looked boring. It's the fifth best <laughs> film of the year, Jesse. I mean, that's fine. But I just anyway, look that's just that. amazing. It's, okay, it's an amazing <laughs> film. Everyone should watch it. This is slander. Heated, I've got to say, like, this is a heated podcast, but I like it. I like that we're all a bit spiky about well, I think we're just, we're just passionate. Go watch you know? that. Go exactly, watch passionate. Mm. I know, I love this, this sort of stuff. Yeah, like, I can yeah. disagree with people. I don't like it when people are dismissive. Don't take science, don't read a book by its cover. No, but the thing is, I watched the trailer and I formed my opinion based on that. <laughs> Fantastic. That, does that not sum up like the latest generation I in mean, a nutshell? I, just, I, I don't want to pay money to, to watch it. I didn't want to go to the cinema. You don't want to pay money, so you're entitled to it for free. Well, it's well. Probably, no, I'm not saying that. It's just, you can probably watch it for free now. I mean, if it pops up on Netflix, I might consider it. it but based on before it released, I was like, I'm just not interested. Okay. That's it. Such entitlement, okay. mate. It's, Good. Anyway. A movie about, about <laughs> making movies. Why would you want to watch yeah. that? Anyway. Uh, my other runner-up is Babylon. Okay. Damien Chazelle's yeah. latest film. Actually, largely critically panned. Yeah. Really? A lot of people didn't like this. Gonna be honest, it doesn't look... Very, I really it's unbelievably. Good, I really I enjoyed it. See, and that's that's where I feel like we'll agree. But the, it falls into my category of coked up period pieces that I love. Yeah, it's got that boogie nights energy. It's basically golden age of Hollywood, nineteen twenties mm -hmm. boogie nights, and 
I just I haven't. I is just it love three Damien. Hours long? It's three hours long, but it yeah. moves along like a train. It okay. feels like two hours because Damien Chazelle knows how to pace a film. Never watching this film. He, every <laughs> no, camera is moving, swinging around. The editing's like hundred miles an hour. It's like his go at making like Goodfellas, Boogie Nights, that sort of thing. Margot Robbie is unbelievably good in this film. Brad Pitt is just suave as mm. fuck. Yeah. Um, it's just, I think you'll like it. And it has the most bonkers last 10 minutes. Just like, if you love films, the last 10 minutes of this film is just basically yeah. an aggressive jazz montage of the history of cinema. It is okay. phenomenal. Um, I mean, I meant, I, won't, I wouldn't say I would never watch it. I'm definitely not going to put it on my list right now, but one day I'll see it and I might think, oh, I'll press play on that. You know, no, so like, He is... Like I think he's one of the best directors in the world at the moment. I think he's made a hundred percent consistent. He did track one of my record, favorite like, films Whip, of the last twenty years of Whiplash. Yeah, so Whiplash yeah. phenomenal. La La Land, I absolutely love. First Man is very good. Oh, I, I I did enjoy that one to be honest. But and Babylon is just. Yeah. Oh, I, I I love it so. I can understand film. why some people don't like it because it's kind of a little bit like all is over it, the place. But I love it. At times, I think people, it's. I, I, like. I don't. I don't think it's crashed. I think it's just out there. It's like. Wolf of Wall Street, just excess in your face all yeah. the time sort of thing. It's kind of actually closer and it's got Margot Robin. It's probably closer to Wolf of Wall Street than mm. anything, to oh, be fair. Crassness never bothers me. I mean, yeah. look at the most excited game in the world in I GTA mean, in 6. The first, you don't think that's going to yeah. be crass? The first five minutes of this film, uh, an elephant <laughs> does do diarrhea all over someone, but it's amazing. <laughs> so Obviously that sells it more than the other stuff. The, what you just, just <laughs> The filmmaking on display is just like, there's some like two minute long shots just like going through these ridiculous sets. And I was just like, I'm in awe of this film. Yeah. I, I've already runner watched it a couple of Again, times. Again, a runner-up. It is a runner-up because number one is Tar. Oh, have you, yes, have I, you seen Tar? Not, yeah. I know all about it. Yeah, I have. Um, Tar is Kate Blanchett starring as Lydia Tar, who is a com uh, composer, a conductor at the Berlin Philharmonic mm -hmm. Orchestra. It's basically on top of the, you know, leader of the conducting world and basically some misconduct allegations from her past arise and it's kind of takes on the subject of separating the art from the artist and cancel culture to an extent okay, yeah. and it's just i think this should have won the oscar last year i think it's better than i think everyone wants kate blanchett should have probably won the oscar as well it's just <laughs> the best scripts the best editing i think i've seen in the last year and it's just two hours of kind of what spiraling and what's like in kind of someone's head and what's yeah. real and like kind of what's the truth. Like she's clearly not a great person, but you're like, what's really going on here? And also like has one of the best last couple of minutes of a film. Um, <laughs> if you're into, I'm not going to spoil it, but especially on our podcast, if you're into video games, right. you'll kind of laugh out loud of how <laughs> this film ends. It may on paper seem like an extremely lazy comparison, but yeah. it, it, does it feel familiar to Whiplash? Because it does have, it sounds it like has, it has elements No, yeah, of that. you could see it has a bit of that. Yeah, it's mm. kind of like, yeah. Because he's ultimately just, somebody who's got like a bit of a checkered pass with his students and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's a bit like that. Of, yeah, like what is, this is kind of, yeah, it's a bit more cut and dry of like, okay, yeah, that's not on. Okay. Right. <laughs> These yeah, like okay. actual like proper allegations of misconduct. Yeah. But like, I think it's an incredible, like psychological thriller. Basically, um, the editing, yeah, is unbelievable. I think, but yeah, it's kind of got that whiplash thing of like cutting between orchestras at time with some really good editing. But yeah, telling the story with music as well to do that. They have a sequence yeah. where it's like rhythmic editing that tells the story of I think her psychological trauma. I'm not going quite on. sure it does do that. I've only seen it once, like a year ago. Mm -hmm. Now I want to watch it again desperately. But yeah, Tar. That mm. is my uh, comes in at my third favorite nice. film of the year. 
But it's nice to end on something go. positive as well, exactly. considering <laughs> we've had some. Uh, gem- Watch Tar Babylon and the Fablemans. Well. I can't believe you've been so dismissive of the Fablemans. An actual, just lovely, f- a great. I just, just I, it just looked so wanky to me when I saw the, that trailer. How and can I, you call if, Steven Spielberg wanky? He's like the most I mean, blockbuster commercial director of all time. Come on, this is not. This is. If you had to say one of his films is wanky, this is definitely well. Maybe like War Horse or something. Yeah, but still. it's got a sentimentality, but it's not. It's not. A, I don't think it's a sentimental film because it's autobiography. It's looking like harshly at his parents' relationship and how just, he fell in love with films and making films. Like, it's got this incredible dinosaurs, man. this incredible like recreation of him making like a war film when he was like fourteen and like getting all the money together and like making mm. all the like. I don't just, know. I just uh, I'm I'm with you, Jesse, but perhaps not quite as dismissive. But I, I am like, like my, my, it does sound a bit boring. My, my, it's not. It's just my, not my, boring my, that, in any like, way. All, all I'm saying <laughs> this is the, of all the films this year, this is the one that you're they're willing to die. But because like you haven't watched it, how does it look boring? All I'm saying after this podcast, we've got to go and ask Al. We've got to ask Matt. We've got to ask the other we Matt. Got, we're all going to go watch the. It's our Christmas party after this podcast. So I'm scrapping it. We're all watching the Fablemans. I mean, I don't know what other films were like released around like November of 2022 or whatever, but it just, it's well, not in the U S good looking at Wikipedia. Look at the UK release date. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. No, but that's when I first would have seen the trailer and I thought yeah. it's a bit wanky and looks boring. It's a bit wanky. I don't even think, I, I don't even know what you mean by that. I just think the premise, I heard the premise and I was just like, doesn't sound that interesting. So Pass. Yeah, and, and then I stopped thinking about it until you brought it up. It's a coming of, do you not like, like coming of age films like one of my yeah, favorite genres. I, genre. I, I think the difference is that like, I don't know. This is also I've clearly established the films I like are the birth of big business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't see. It's getting. I heated. don't see the 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 vehement sort of like never watching this. If, if the film, to me, honestly, like if the film was about, I suppose the making of Jaws is kind of a well trodden mm. ground, right? But I feel like if it was that part of his life, I'd be a lot more interested. But it's like, it's, yeah, it's just kind of... But him trying to like, and... I'm a nobody in this industry. I've got to make my name for myself as opposed to yeah, his, his childlike sort of wonders element. I don't know. It's kind of, well, but like, but is it like Son of Rumba? I'm not going to go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, it's also got a bit, it's kind of like the real life E.T., right? Because E.T. is fundamentally a story about broken families. It's about yeah. an alien, but it's also about that. And it's, it's got a little of, alien bit though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Look, maybe this does. I'm just going to tell you as an alien now. Now so you watch it. Um... It's unbelievable. Film. I'm going to be honest, the part of me really it's doesn't want to watch it now because you want me to watch it. <laughs> it's probably his best film in like 20 years. Really? I mean, but that sounds sad though. But you so haven't seen it. You no, don't know, know this. I'm just, I'm just like, it just sounds like one of his best films is a film about himself. But, oh God, so it's not actually about himself. It's semi-autobiographical. Yeah, I know, but yeah. Go watch Five Nights at Freddy's again, you prick. <laughs> I didn't that was the IGN to... UK podcast. See you later. Uh, bye. <laughs>
Hello, friends. This is Mark Nell, executive producer of the Table Read podcast, where imagination meets performance. As we wrap up an incredible season one, we want to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in and supported us on this amazing journey. Season one was nothing short of extraordinary. We delved into captivating scripts that transported us to worlds beyond our imagination, thanks to the brilliant writers who delivered these works. But what really brought these stories to life were the talents of our amazing actors. But wait, the excitement doesn't end there. As we bid farewell to season one, we are thrilled to announce the launch of season two. Get ready for more gripping narratives, more unforgettable characters, and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We have some big surprises coming. The Force will definitely be with you. So stay tuned, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay excited. From all of us at the Table Read Podcast, thank you. And let's make season two even more memorable together.